Today is a day of reflection, especially in regard to those that have gone on before. This is a time of joy, but it also is a time of grief, a time of great difficulty as we remember those that we loved so. As the tone of a bell reverberates to remind us of the sacredness of this hour, so the lives of those that have died sustain their presence here in our midst. There are many stories that you have, I know, that are running through your mind right now, perhaps of a loved one whose name was mentioned or another relative that died years and years ago whose life impacted yours in some incredible way. I know in our family, we tell many stories of those that have gone on before. I've even shared from this pulpit about a great-great-grandfather of mine, Grandpa Chess Flanders is what we called him. Actually, I didn't call him anything. He died long before I was ever born. But that's what our family has passed down that he was called. He was an interesting man and there's much of his life that I do not know about in its detail. But one of the stories that we delightfully have passed down and told our children is that he fought in the Civil War and somehow on that battle plane, a small mini ball, which was coming from some distant musket, hit him in the back of the head and it did not kill him. He lived a very long life, in fact. And the story that most delights me is that he so loved pulling his grandchildren up on his lap and telling, him the, telling them the story and saying, you can put your finger in the hole in the back of my head. I can imagine he was quite a guy to do something like that. But don't you know that he lived with the nearness of his death all of his days. From early on, he had to come face to face with his own mortality. And it reminded him not only of his own brevity of life, but also those that had gone on before him. In Hebrews chapter 12, it begins with the word therefore. And it would tell us, you better read the verses in advance of that. We won't go into the details of this, but I do want you to hear what the writer of Hebrews is seeking to express. In the 11th chapter, he says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are visible. By faith, and then he begins to recount the names of individuals, one after the other, that the early church might be remembering in the difficulties that they were experiencing, he was encouraging them to remember those that also had had difficulty in life. And so in their minds, they were calling the same names that he was calling in his mind, names for which we should be ringing a chime today, the name of Abel, the name of Enoch, 
the name of Noah. Certainly the name of Abraham. The name of Isaac. The name of Jacob. The name of Esau. Could we forget the name of Joseph? The name of Moses? The name of Gideon? The name Samson? The name David? And all of the prophets? Paul marches through this list, and as the writer describes, he shares from his very heart what is on his mind. And that is that it changes things for us when we are not in life by ourselves. Our difficulties force us into retreat. In fact, they can make us feel very much alone even when we are with other people. Have you ever felt like that? That you were the one that was experiencing the darkness and no one else could possibly understand what you were going through. The reminder is that there is a much larger group around us. The words here then make sense. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Down the hallway near the office in our church building, there's a picture of a church that was gifted to us just after Hurricane Katrina because during the devastation of that storm, uh, Pittman Park Church was generous, uh, so generous with one particular congregation that had suffered grave damage to its building and gave a very generous gift of money to them. And in their response to Pittman Park, they sent a picture of their church looked at from a distance it's a beautiful building. But if you get up close to that picture, you realize that somehow the faces of the congregation are in the structure of the building. In fact, if you get right up close to it, you realize that they are the ones that paint the building in its entirety. What a beautiful thing to embrace the idea of a cloud of witnesses here with us today those that are present, but those that no longer are here to be seen with our eyes. It is important that we sustain memory. I have wondered to myself about the computer for years, and I pride myself on knowing what a hard drive is now. In fact, I know a little bit about RAM. In fact, I can negotiate the internet at a moment's notice. But just a few years ago, it came out in the news about this thing called the cloud. Do y'all remember when it came out? And I thought, what's that? 
I'm still saying, what's that? I haven't been able to wrap my mind around it. Several persons have tried to sit down with me and explain, and I can't grasp the concept even yet. I know it's important, though. And in fact, we're all in the cloud to some degree. And this is what I would like to say to you today, is that not only do we revere the cloud of witnesses, but we are a part of the cloud of witnesses, even as we are here in this space. This is a sacred act, an act of remembering. Port William is the fictitious town that Wendell Berry, the author, puts together so expertly that you want to live there. Port William has many residents, and many of them are the titles of books that Wendell Berry has written about that community. Hannah Coulter is the title of one of those books and the title of one of the characters that lives in Port William. She doesn't say that she simply lives there. She says that she's a part of the membership. Oh, how we all want to be a part of that kind of membership. At the end of her life, which was so fascinating in its telling, she speaks these words. Like a lot of old people I have known, I am now living in two places. The place as it was and the place as it is. As it was is almost always present to me with the dead moving about in it as they were. To those who remain, the place is always forever a reminder. And so the absent come into presence. Do you sense that in your heart? Do you have a sense that others are with us even now? A pastor in the South Georgia Conference years ago by the name of Bascom Anthony caught my attention recently when I discovered a book that he had written that was a reflection on the appointments that he had served in the communities that he lived in. In that book, there is what he calls an old man's Easter meditation that he wrote some Easter morning years and years ago. This is one of the things that he shared. When I look back over the long line of graves lost in the far off past and think of the unfulfilled hopes and dreams and know that they all, saint and savage alike, died in this faith and yet none had obtained the promise, I feel confident of the final outcome. God bless Bascom Anthony for I understand what he is referring to and I hope that you as well. Can you hear it? That they all died in this faith and yet none had obtained the promise just as you and I have not obtained the promise yet. I feel confident 
of the final outcome, he says. It is reported that Bascom Anthony's son, very near Bascom Anthony's death, overheard his father to say, when he asked him, how are you doing? He responded, I'm just walking up and down the edge of the Jordan looking for a place to cross over. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, said in his journal in reference to All Saints Day that this was, in his very words, a day that I peculiarly love. Have you discovered the sacredness of the cloud of witnesses? Of course, oh, we would be in such error if we did not mention the name above all names. The writer of Hebrews says, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. May Jesus' name be ever praised by all the cloud, by all the cloud of witnesses.